Hello, 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 and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive podcast. It's Chris Howard once again, bringing the latest podcast to you in this uh, wonderfully sunny uh, bit of weather we've got here in August. Um, And I'm talking to you as another prelude to our latest podcast, which is about digital adoption solutions and digital adoption platforms. In January, I sat down with Rachel Mawson in our um, adoption uh, team and also Lily Oliver in our adoption team. And we talked about digital adoption solutions, what they are, the benefits of them, uh, why organizations need to be looking at them and how much value they can add in terms of efficiency to uh, HR teams. Uh, it's a good listen. Um, we did it right towards the end of a day uh, on one uh, quite rainy day, I think it was in uh, January. And so decided to uh, top our glasses up with a little glass of wine, but um, hope you enjoy it. It's a, a really interesting and insightful piece from the team. And uh, yeah, keep subscribing, keep listening. Tell us if you've got any other um, podcasts you want us to talk about or any particular topics that, that you're interested in. Uh, we're going to try and start to have a few more uh, organizations, HR teams, HR directors talk to us about what's going on in their worlds at the moment, particularly in this post-COVID world. But um, hope you enjoy it and uh, speak to you all soon. Hi, it's Chris Howard, and this is the HR on the Offensive podcast. Today, I'm joined by Rachel Mawson. Hello. And Lily Oliver. Hello. Lily and Rachel are going to have a chat with us um, about uh, digital adoption solutions. Um, But before we do that, guys, do you want to just give me a quick uh, one-minute synopsis, pricey of who you are, what you do, and uh, why Lace Partners only seems to hire Kiwis? (laughs) Do you want to start? (laughs) Uh, I can. I, it's Lily, I, <laughs> I sit within the adoption or change management uh, kind of area of Lace Partners and I have for the last three and a half years worked for Lace supporting clients with, so I started by supporting with the post-go live or hypercare period for the launch of Workday Finance. I've also supported clients with launching um, CRM and HCM products. And that noise that you just heard was me pouring a glass of wine or two because, um, you know, why not? Why not? Rach, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? My name is Rachel Mawson. I am Kiwi number one. Um, (laughs) Proud claim to fame, yeah. Uh, So what do I do? Um, I am the tech adoption practice lead at Lace Partners. Uh, So I have a wonderful team of people... um, helping me and helping our clients to really understand the change journey that they need to go on within their digital transformation, with their org design change, within their technical implementation, um, and really seeing that to fruition and creating action plans, engaging people around what it's changing, why it's changing, hoping to achieve longer-term behaviour change. So I wanted to chat with you guys about digital adoption solutions. Um, Being a simple marketer, uh, I obviously had no idea what that means. I didn't have any idea of what that actually meant until I joined the business. Um, And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it is, uh, why it's important, um, 
and just have a bit of a chat whilst we uh, slowly disappear the rest of this uh, red wine. So do you want to give me a bit of a, Rachel, I'll just start with you. If you can give me just a bit of an overview as to what is, for the simple soldiers of the rest of the world, what is digital adoption solutions? What does it mean? Okay, so um, digital adoption is all about how well a company is maximizing their digital tools or their digital assets across their workforce. Um, so therefore, a digital adoption solution or platform, depending on the flavor of the month, is basically a technology that helps you engage users and maximize their use of the tools a company has and that employees, managers, whoever are expected to use day in, day out. So is this something that is um, a recent evolution in the, in the, with the clients that you work with? Or is this something that we've seen uh, a great rapid increase of in the last six months, 12 months, 18 months? Um, I would say that these, some of these technologies have been around for a while, but I think a big turning point was the fact that Gartner now recognises mm. digital adoption and solutions as its own um, technology grouping, if you like. So mm. I would fully expect that maybe soon we might see a magic quadrant like we do with HCM mm. technologies. Um, it's probably more in focus for a lot of companies now because a lot of them are reaching the end of HR transformations across, well, transformations across multiple functions. Um, or maybe, for example, if they're an early implementer of Workday, they've had Workday for, I don't know, eight or nine years and are looking to maximise the amount of functionality that people can use and that users can use, but they don't really know or they don't retain the information that they were once taught. I think clients are looking for ways to improve the employee experience mm. and being able to provide point of need support that digital adoption solutions do mm. um, will enable that. Mm. Do you have kind of any advice you give to people in terms of best practice for digital adoption solutions? I mean, if we categorize them around some of the pre-work, so identifying yeah. the best solution for you or um, why you would implement a digital adoption solution. So it's some of the work up front needs to be understanding or aligning it to your learning. And what you're trying to measure. So, mm. for example, yeah. just saying you want to increase adoption of a technology doesn't necessarily get to the core maybe of what you need to do. For example, we know that just because a user has logged in to a technology doesn't mm. mean it's truly adopted in yeah. the way they use it. You know, they might log in to Oracle HCM but still call their local HR yeah. to talk them through it. That doesn't necessarily mean they have adopted a way of working that might have been introduced when you decided to implement self-service. Yeah. I mean, I have that. So to me, that's the kind of, it's the IT support discussion like yeah. from my perspective so we get given you get given an it support ticket and maybe your own login yeah. and all of that detail and then you also get given a telephone number and yeah. something goes wrong with your pc and even though i can log in and do a ticket and occasionally yeah. i'll log in the only reason i log in if i don't have is to find the telephone number so i then phone up and that's actually not because i can't be bothered it's because i haven't 
almost been able, I, I don't, my mindset hasn't been able to get me into the position of, okay, in order to go through this process, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I mean, but how often now when you're looking for help, do you just Google it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So while that Google is a great invention and we all do it, um, the advantage of having a digital adoption solution is in some ways similar to that self-help being able to Google it. What are you looking for? How do you need help? Um, and, it, you know, it's recognising that. Let's go to clients. So you guys obviously work with number of clients um, and you talk, yeah. you live your life in this space. So are there any typical sort of questions that you get asked? So let's just say HRD um, comes to you and says, Lily, Rach, um, okay, I've been hearing a lot about digital adoption solutions. I don't even know where to start. What are the types of questions that they actually ask you guys? What are the first things? What's the process? Well, usually it's all about justifying the spend on another piece of technology mm. that maybe you know, HR don't have the budget for. And, and the advantage of a digital adoption solution is that often it can sit across applications, which means the business case and argument for investment in this tech shifts, right? Because mm. say if you have Salesforce, you have ServiceNow, and you have Oracle HCM, potentially that cost of a digital adoption solution supporting all those three platforms is shared across functions. Mm -hmm. Whereas potentially if you were to invest in similar type technology that is provided by standalone HCM solutions, you don't get that utility, I guess mm -hmm. I would call it, across multiple applications. And also from user behavior and user experience, if you have a help tool that behaves the same way across multiple mm. apps, you're much more likely to reinforce the behaviours needed for people to actually use that technology. Mm. How much content should you put in? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that depends on your timelines around when you want to launch it. Um, you can identify based on the time of year. So say it's your... Um, promotions period yeah you would okay you would put your resources then into supporting that process um or if it's a launch so you're yeah. launching say salesforce to your business yeah then you would need a lot more content and a lot more support around yeah. um launching every for every activity that's going to be completed and we know content always takes a while yeah i think well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. So again, let's put it, let's go into this hypothetical. Now I'm the HRD and I've just learned about this and, you know, I'm not getting, I've got a HCM platform and I'm not getting the most from it. Yeah. So I want to then have a, a digital adoption solution. What's, the, what's my timeframes here? You know, are we talking about something that I can get embedded? I appreciate, you know, that there's a lot of what ifs there, you know, size of the business, um, people, locations and things like that. What do you tend to find is, is there a rough sort of time frame as to how long it actually takes to go from first conversation through to, right, you're embedded now? Well, the, the beauty of most of these digital adoption solutions is the fact that basically you're pushing out a browser extension to mm. users. So you don't necessarily need to go through the rigor of what you might have to if you were implementing another full SaaS-based platform. Mm. So I would say that depending on the size of the organization, the complexity, the language, how many 
process walkthroughs you might create or how much content you want to load, you could do it potentially in 12 weeks from, you know, design through to implementation. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you would have longer. Yeah. I think it's about getting in a room and agreeing on what the priorities are. So to Rachel's point, technically and from a content perspective, yeah, it could be done in 12 weeks. But if you are at a point yeah. where you're launching it and you yeah. want to have a full suite of, you know, quick reference guides, um, yeah. so that's point of need support or walkthrough yeah. scenarios, then I would say that that timeline could be would need to be extended unless you're willing to up the resources to support yeah. that. Because I guess what we haven't touched on is what a technology or a tool mm. like this actually does. Yeah. So, for example, um, some of the products in the market can... Do you want to name without, some of the products? We are a tech agnostic. This, yeah. This is this is a caveat <laughs> okay. alert. Uh, I'm holding my sort of inverted comma fingers up. We are a tech agnostic business. We work with a lot of different organisations. I've put Rachel and uh, Lily on the spot a little bit. So just a couple of organisations that we're aware of. But a yes. big gulp of wine. Yes. Um, so Adopt by Applin is one that we have been working with for a number of years. Um, Walk Me is also one of the leading technologies in the space and so essentially i think what what is this basically what they do is they can for example automate process steps without having to for example go back and configure workday so basically to the user's eye they are taken through a process based on their selections and that's that automation is done through rules that you create the tools also create trails or guided walkthroughs mm-hmm. um kind of like click throughs what else do they do they provide so point of need support and that's more than so it's a, it could be a how-to guide or it could be the policy so you might have global or localized policies and you can tailor the what a person is able to see based on their user profile yeah you set up um, and it can also provide external links to things like um, documents, governance, policies, case, um, management, case tools. management tools. So it's all around configuring a solution which can provide a user with contextualized support, mm. basically through an API mm. with your SaaS-based technology. Mm. So, so that's why they're so powerful. So I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, mm. um, putting you guys on the spot a little bit. Why don't why haven't the big HCMs just adopted this or pushed this through their own systems at the moment? Why so they're starting to yeah. they're starting to build out okay. their own product set. But where, for example, adopt mm. or walk me a, a true differentiator and maybe more of a play to a CIO's mentality of value for money and maybe rationalizing your technology stack is that they can sit across all of your applications right if you buy that sort of guided help or walkthrough within an application typically it's an add-on cost to what Mm. you're already paying for a platform and you're only getting that within the platform that you've contracted for the real power of digital adoption solutions is the fact that based on the user, um, you can get analytics Mm. on where they are engaging with content, where they are falling in and out of processes, 
and it's not actually looking at any personal information. It's just looking at the way you've configured the roles and the profiles, maybe on role, location, and language. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not holding any personal information. And I guess, so I guess if you're, again, working across multiple sort of applications rather than just one HCM provider, the data that you, like you say, the data that you gather on that can be used massively. If you're talking about thousands of employees, thousands of man hours, the efficiencies that can then be gained as a result of that must be massive. Yeah, correlate it with, um, you know, service desk tickets, with, mm-hmm. you know, case management data. Mm-hmm. So it, it is hugely powerful. And also, I guess, and I'm smiling at Lily because we always sort of come up against this, against this is being able to actually create really targeted change or adoption interventions mm-hmm. that actually meet the need of what you're trying to do rather than just a blanket generic communication. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, we were talking about releases. So how might a digital adoption solution support a, re- a new release, new functionality for someone? Mm-hmm. All right, so most SaaS-based products have quarterly releases in addition to releases that um, companies may be pushing out themselves. Mm. Um, And, you know, generally or historically speaking, those were pushed out through release notes or targeted comms. What you can do by within a DAS solution is you can target or... um, the releases or the updates to the audience impacted. Um, So you might... the the update might have been to a field around how to log absence. Someone might not then go and log absence for another six weeks. Hmm. So they got the email about how to update something. They read it, great, took it in. Six weeks later, it's gone. But when they go to enter that, that pop-up or that notification or the, the help to in the new way or the new look and feel is there. Um, so... Yeah, powerful. Yeah, that is yeah. powerful. And actually, we're all human beings, you know, and we get so much information fed to us. Now, that, you know, we, we all have laptops in front of us. We all have desktops in front of us. We've fed so much information. We're all so busy that when you get something as simple, you join a business or there's a there's a new process to be to be embedded, you know, the first thing you think of is, I haven't got time for that. Yeah, but I'll come back to that when I do have it. Yeah. So. You're overwhelmed. You don't know where to find the technology you should be using. Um, you don't know what the process is. And often clients who don't have a digital adoption solution will have their support materials located in various places. So the policy might be located in an internet, for instance, but the how-to guide could be in a local SharePoint. Mm. So what you're doing by by having that in one place is going, okay, we understand that it's really complicated to find you know support as and when you need it. So here it is in one place on the screen that you needed even. Mm. So I'm going to enter some absence. The only help material I'm seeing is related to absence. Mm. It's not what happens when I want to view my salary. It's point of need support as and when someone needs it. And that's a really good point, I think, because I don't believe that a digital adoption solution will in all cases replace the need for training, particularly, Mm. I think, within HR and when we are conducting... HR transformations, quite often it involves the need to be with a group of people and explain maybe the change in role, the ways Mm. of working that isn't necessarily technically enabled, but where it can help is sort of take some of that heavy lifting of what you might have thought for maybe employee and line manager training. Mm. It definitely doesn't replace a conversation. Is that a common misconception then? 
And is, and, is, and is that linked to the business case, i.e., oh, because we're having these efficiencies and because we've got this process in place, we can save money elsewhere? Is that, is that something that is something I, you come across? Or I think the, the business case for a DAS is predicated on the fact that you can reduce the service level of support after a technology has gone live. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it reduces the potentially upfront training costs you might need to do in depth with a function mm. like HR, but definitely that user support and self-select. Mm. But I mean, you had a, you have a great stat on how many people walk out of a room and forget. Yeah. So like 70% of people forget new information within a day. Where's that stat from? Just that we, just that we can prove uh, that you're not just making this Learning up. Solutions magazine. Oh, okay. So 70% of... New information is lost within a day. Wow. I guess that just strengthens the argument, really. So the reality is speakers. if you take a group of administrators into a room to teach them every, you know, how to click, how to navigate, yeah. 70% of that knowledge is lost. Yeah. And so actually ahead of a launch, what do you really need them to mm. know? Yeah. Is um, why we're moving or why we've changed solutions. Yeah. or What your role is. And how you support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I've got one more question. Predicting the future. So 12, 20, 24 months time, what does this space look like? Are we just going to see more? Is it because it's a relatively new space? And as you said, Gartner's recognizing it now. Is it just that we're going to see more and more businesses that just recognize this as business as usual? Is there going to be any changes? Some of the companies that you've mentioned, what direction, what does it look like in 12 or 24 months time? What changes do you think we might see? So I definitely see big HCM houses building their own capability. But Mm. I guess, as I said earlier, you lose the advantage of being cross-application. From my experience, we are seeing clients at the moment who are struggling to conceptualize the business-as-usual model after you have just implemented a Workday, a success factors, an Oracle HCM. So what does that just normal running-as-usual look like? And I think that a digital adoption solution can really help in that space. Mm. Um, so I think as people begin to realise that maybe the tech that they implemented isn't doing quite what they thought it would, people will start to consider more efficient ways mm. of getting digital adoption up. Mm-hmm whether that be really simplifying processes that they're expected to do or whether it is introducing a new a new tool. My only thought on it, in addition to Rachel's, would be that it's almost going to become part of the conversation when we think of employee experience. Mm, mm. Mm. So it's almost like, yeah. okay, we want to optimise our employee experience. Yeah. Great. DAS is one of the ways that we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Well, ladies, thank you very much for joining me. Um, if you'd like to um, subscribe to the podcast, please do so. Um, we'll be on iTunes. Um, you can do so by searching HR on the Offensive. Um, if you'd like to reach out to either Rachel or Lily, it's Rachel at Rachel with an R-A-C-H-E-L at lacepartners.co.uk or it's Lily L-I-L-Y, nice and easy, at lacepartners.co.uk. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.